This was Barry Bonds' 10th and last year of eligibility on the Baseball Writers of America ballad for election to the Hall of Fame. He joins other baseball stars of the steroid era, including Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa, as outcasts despite their Hall of Fame careers. The only opportunity remaining for Bonds and the others to join baseball's immortals someday is to be elected by the Hall of Fame's Today's Era Committee, which will be meeting this December. Barry Bonds has become the poster boy for the steroid era, even though he claims he never knowingly used steroids. His claim, however, runs up against his connection with Belco, a producer of nutrition programs for athletes that was investigated by the government for manufacturing undetectable performance-enhancing drugs. Bonds was interviewed during the federal investigation and later charged with perjury and obstruction of justice. He was convicted of obstruction of justice, but his conviction was later overturned. While Bonds, at 66% on this year's ballot, fell short of the 75% needed for election, there are those who think that his exclusion from the Hall of Fame is an injustice, concerning his record-shattering career. He won seven MVP awards, the most of any player in baseball history, on his way to hitting more home runs at 73 in a single season, and more home runs at 762 in a career. He also won eight Gold Glove Awards and played in 14 All-Star Games. I don't vote for Barry. I don't vote for any of the guys that I perceived used steroids. I am a Barry voter. I know that's not necessarily the, the choice that everybody makes. I've never voted for Barry Bonds, and he's the greatest baseball player I've ever seen. You chose the money, and now you want your reputation back and you can't have both. The Hall of Fame is supposed to represent the best of the best. Barry was the best player of his generation. I vote for him for the Hall of Fame every year and have no qualms about doing it. In reaction to Bond's failure to be elected to the Hall of Fame in his 10 years of eligibility, his former manager, Jim Leland, claimed that Bonds is arguably the greatest player to ever play the game. As for Bonds' use of performance-enhancing drugs, Leland argued, that even if you tossed out the records for the seasons Bond was suspected of using steroids, he still belongs in Cooperstown. In his early career, Bonds won three MVP awards with the Pirates and the Giants in four years, one of the greatest accomplishments in baseball history. It was only after Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa broke Babe Ruth's home run record and launched the steroid era that Bonds was suspected of using PEDs to elevate his performance and validate Leland's claim that he was the greatest player to ever play the game. The only problem with Leland's argument is that while it justifies electing Bonds to the Hall of Fame, it also opens the doors at Cooperstown to two other baseball greats, Shoeless Joe Jackson and Pete Rose, banned from baseball for gambling on the game. If you throw out Jackson's involvement in the fixing of the 1919 World Series and Rose's gambling on baseball, including on his own team when he was player manager of the Cincinnati Reds, both, like Bonds, are still well-deserving of election to the Hall of Fame. One of the greatest hitters in baseball history, Jackson ranks third among the all-time leaders in batting average, behind only Ty Cobb and Rogers Hornsby. In 1911, he hit an incredible 408, and in 1917, he led the White Sox to World Series victory over the New York Giants. Removing Jackson's record after the 1919 Black Sox scandal, 
does little to diminish his Hall of Fame credentials because he played only one more season before he was banned from baseball. During his playing career, Pete Rose, with 4,256 hits, broke Ty Cobb's record and became baseball's all-time hits leader. He also tied Wee Willie Keeler's national league record of hitting in 44 consecutive games, led the National League in hits seven times, was a World Series MVP, and played in 17 All-Star games. If you take away his years as player-manager of the Reds, it has little impact on his record as baseball's most prolific hitter. It would take a pardon by baseball's commissioner to open the doors of Cooperstown for the band Jackson and Rose, but all that Bonds needs is a favorable vote by the Modern Era Committee this December to walk through those doors. A favorable vote seems possible, if not yet likely, because of what appears to be growing support for Bond's election. He'll get little support, however, from Pirate fans, including Anita's husband, who still remember the day at spring training in 1991 when the same Jim Leland, who now wants Barry Bonds in the Hall of Fame, was so fed up with Bond's arrogance and surliness that he ordered him in a profanity-laced confrontation caught on camera to get off the field and go home. This is Pete Peterson for Reading Baseball.